doing over there but all right we're gonna go ahead and start off um by doing our confession over the united states of america <laughs> this tv is not on so i'm gonna have to turn around <laughs> all right so father we come to you, you in jesus, jesus name and, and in unity we confess that jesus, jesus is lord is over lord the united states, states of america <laughs> we, we declare, declare that righteousness mercy Justice and judgment from you shall prevail. We declare that America will complete her God-given mission to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world. We push back the darkness of Satan from this nation and call for the light of Jesus Christ to invade the media and every home, church, and school, and every town, city, and state of this great nation, the United States of America, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you for bearing with me, y'all. Okay, um, before we get started, um, for those of you guys that were not here this morning or you were serving in an area this morning, thank you, Rosalinda, for being up in nursery. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. And whoever else was here that was serving in an area, I don't I think, well, yeah, anyways. Um, I'm going to have my son go sit down. <laughs> go ahead. All right, we're going to go ahead and um, show you guys a video that we showed this morning uh, for uh, Mrs. P's birthday celebration, just for those of you guys that did not get to see it this morning. So let's go ahead and do that, and we'll get the lights. All right. What can you say about Mrs. P? What comes to mind is train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are old, they will not depart from it. Mrs. P, you've got a heart for the kids, and I love that. We love you. God bless. Happy birthday, Mrs. P. Your prayers, your understanding, and your words of wisdom are appreciated more than you'll ever know. Love you. Miss P is such an example of doing things with excellence. When I think of Miss P, I definitely think of her talking to us about doing things with excellence. One thing I remember for sure is her talking about how she would go and sit in her house in a different vantage point and look around to see what other people saw when they walked in. And that's how she would determine what still needed to be done. And I still think of that to this day. Happy birthday, Miss P. Happy, Happy birthday, Miss P. P. We love you. We're so thankful for all that you have done for us and the example that you've set for us in life and in ministry and in marriage and family. You're just such a wonderful example and a great influence to us. And we appreciate you. We love you. And we're just so thankful. Enjoy your day. And we just love you so much. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. 
Happy birthday, Miss P. We just wanted to tell you that we love you so much and thank you for being such a godly example to us and our family. And we hope you have the best 75th birthday ever. Happy birthday. We love you, Miss P. Love you. Good morning, Miss P. I just want to tell you thank you for impacting my life in so many different ways. And I thank you for your kind heart and your love. I thank you for being faithful to your calling. And I just love you so much. And I just couldn't imagine my life without you today. You're such a blessing in my life. Thank you. And I don't want to forget to say that you just look beautiful. Happy birthday. Hi, Mrs. P. Happy birthday. I just want to say thank you so much for all the things that you have done for us over the years. And just thank you for being such a great spiritual mama. Love you so very much. Hi, Ms. P. I want to wish you a very happy birthday and let you know that you're such an inspiration to me to follow. And I love you. Happy birthday, Ms. P. I'm so happy and I love you so much and I hope you have the best birthday ever. Happy birthday, Ms. P. I love you so much. Hey, Ms. P. Happy birthday. Officer Hollywood, soon to be at least. Um, thank you for everything that you've done in our lives, my family's life, my life personally. I know I've been uh, a mess coming in. I just want to say happy birthday. I hope you have a blessed day as you always do thank you for everything happy birthday mrs p i just want to say thank you for always being a woman of god putting god first everything you've done in my life i appreciate you more than you know i love you hi mrs p happy birthday i love you very much you're a beacon of light for me ever since the moment i got here which has been amazing and um You've helped me a lot, so much in my my growth, my spiritual growth. I'm so, so blessed to be part of this family, the High Desert Word Center family. And I love you. Happy birthday. And he died for our sins. The end. Oh, hey. Happy birthday, Mrs. P. Thank you for everything you've done for me and my family the last 14 years. The last five years since my mom passed away, you've always been like a mom to me with, you know, you remind me of all the little things that she does for me, you do for me now, and I just appreciate you and love you. Happy birthday. Hi, mom. So, you can finally let everybody know that I'm your favorite child. I just want to say that I love you and I appreciate you. You have helped me out through a lot of years. Anyways, happy birthday. Have a great day. Happy birthday, Miss P. Hey, I said stop running. Be blessed. We love you. Thank you for being a very good example. Do I? No, sir. Okay. Hi, Miss P. Oh, was the camera running? It was running. Oh, no. Miss P, I just want to wish you a happy birthday. I love you. You're my hero. And when I grow up, I want to be just like you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mrs. T. No. What? Mrs. P, happy birthday <laughs> tribute. Take 42. Happy birthday, Mrs. T. Love you. <laughs> happy birthday, Mrs. Pastor. We love you. We appreciate everything you've done for us and our family. We hope you have a wonderful day. You're an awesome woman of God, and we can always rely on you to tell us what we need to hear. Good morning. This is Pam. I'm in Kansas City, Missouri, but I wanted to wish Mrs. Pastor a very happy birthday. Um, I love you. We miss you. And take care of yourself. 
Thank you. Hello, Mrs. P. There's just way too much good stuff to squeeze into one small clip that could show you our love and our appreciation and how much we're honored to have you in the Garcia's lives. There's so many stories that's come across my mind, but I'm just going to narrow it down to one, okay? There was this one time we were in the office, and you had these little popcorn prayers, and you were talking to the Lord, and you were saying, Lord, I want some chickens. And then we started talking about something else. It was just one of those little things. And the very next day, the Lord dropped somebody off and threw like four or five chickens inside the main gate. It was the coolest thing in the world. It was, it was such a great experience. But anyways, I love you. We appreciate you, and you have a blessed, blessed day. This is your day. We celebrate you. Happy birthday. Hello, gorgeous Mrs. P. You're not just beautiful outside, but you're also beautiful inside. I'm so excited to be able to celebrate this day with you. You are like nobody else I've ever met. Your love and your care for people is so genuine, and what you see is what you get. You are the same anywhere and everywhere that you go. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for being there for me, and thank you for guiding me. You've made me who I am today, and I appreciate you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mom. I know you are going to have the best day. You've been such a blessing in my life and so many other people's lives. Happy birthday, and I can't wait to see you again. So those of you that weren't here this morning, you guys missed this huge celebration, but you still have a chance to say happy birthday to Mrs. Pastor. You can, um, you know, get her on Facebook, wish her happy birthday, or you can bring a card in um, on Wednesday. You can hand her a card. There's still time, but yeah, so wish her a happy birthday. Um, so tomorrow night, we have our Lift Family Art Night. Who's going to be there? Who's coming to the Lift Family Art Night? Okay, thank you. <laughs> huh? I know. <laughs> it is for everybody. You don't have to have children. You just have to be, you have a family, which we all have families. You have a church family. So you, you are qualified if you come to church. So, but that is tomorrow at 630. It's going to be in victory. All you have to do is just go buy one of those $1.25 canvas things from the Dollar Tree um, I don't know if they sell them at 99, but you can try. But um, they come sometimes in a two-pack. So they come to, um, sometimes in a three-pack. You can get, like, the big ones um, where it's only one for $1.25. Just go ahead and go get yourself one. We will provide the pencils. We will provide the paint. We will uh, provide the crayons. We'll pro- <laughs> we got water. No snacks. I'm sorry, guys. No snacks. Bring your own snacks, okay? But we will have water for you, I know. <laughs> Everybody's like, we're not coming. <laughs> We're, <laughs> we came for the food. <laughs> but yes, um, and then on Saturday, um, this Saturday coming up, we have our missions yard sale, which is going to be at Raymond's house, wherever Raymond is. Oh, there he is. He's behind the camera. Yeah, and so that will be on Saturday, um, this Saturday, March 18th. And he did say it was okay to give out his address 
Also, he said his social security number we could give out too. So <laughs> if you need that. <laughs> no. But his address is going to be at, um, is 1000. That Yes, it's 1000. East Virginia Way. That is Barstow, California, just in case you didn't know. But it is on the corner of Virginia Way and Muriel. So this Saturday, yard sale, missions yard sale, all the proceeds go to help them, uh, right, go to, yeah, on the missions trip. Yes. Very cool. And then Sunday, uh, March 26th, we are having Julius Marar. I hope I said his last name correctly, but, um, <laughs> stop talking on the front row. <laughs> We're so, so excited about, um, him being here. And then my favorite part, which they're still back there, right? Our Easter egg boxes. Yes. Um, we have, they look like trash cans, but let me tell you, I have to put them in something tall so we don't have little hands getting into the candy. Okay. So they look like trash cans, but I promise you they are not full of trash. They should be full of eggs. And let me tell you, we want at least, at the very least, a thousand eggs. Okay. So we've got to meet that goal. And for every egg, we need to have two pieces of candy in there. So if y'all did the math, that's 2,000 pieces of candy, guys, okay? And they have to be small enough to fit in an egg. And they can't be chocolate. Otherwise, yeah. Now I'm about to go empty it and check to see how many we got. But please bring in eggs. Please bring in candy. Small, individually wrapped pieces of candy, okay? Um, and that's it. Um I don't, we don't have any first timers in here. No, no first timers. No, we're good. No, no. Yeah, no. (laughs) Okay, so I'll go ahead and, and skip that part. And, oh goodness gracious, I left my Bible. It's over there. I need my Bible. (laughs) Who knows what time it is now? Happy time. It is happy time. So, if you have your Bibles open, go ahead and open it up to Proverbs 11, 28. You know what? This is way too bulky. I'm just going to leave it. I have the, I have the, uh, all I need on this piece of paper right here. So sorry guys. I need to get a Bible I could just set up here. Alright, so Proverbs 11.28. Who's all there? Alright. Yes. All the whistles tell me you are there. So Proverbs 11.28. And the first part of this verse says, trust in your money and down you go. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> that is, that's boo. <laughs> trust in your money and down you go. You guys, I don't know about you, but my trust is not in the money that my husband makes. Okay. My, um, it's on his job or the, um, boss that he works for. My trust is in God the Father. Okay. He is my provider. He is my Jehovah Jireh. Okay. Which means he's, he's our provider, right? He provides for us. We don't trust in that paycheck. We trust in the God that gave us the job for that paycheck. We know that whether or not that paycheck comes, God will still provide. Some way, somehow, in one way or another, he will provide whether or not that paycheck comes, okay? And you ever need a testimony on uh, getting through job losses or other financial stuff? I mean, there's plenty of us in here, but let me tell you, Lawrence and I have some job loss testimonies and it, they are really good. So if you ever need encouragement with that, you guys, but when, um, when I trust him, uh, with our finances and I ask him for wisdom, which we have to ask him for wisdom on how we spend that money, right? 
things will go well. So the second part of that verse, though, says in Proverbs eleven twenty eight, it says, but the godly flourish like leaves in spring. Now I'm ready for springtime. Let me tell you that it's been cold. And um, I like when uh, I get to see all the green on the the green leaves on the tree, you guys. Okay, so and we live in the desert, so we know when when it's springtime and we get to see those green leaves. Oh, it's really really good, you guys. The trees go from empty, lifeless, dead-looking trees, right, to trees full of leaves and so full sometimes that you can't you look underneath it and you can't even see the sun. Those are the good trees, right? Those are the trees where it's, it's 110 out, but underneath that tree, it's like, when I say 90, I mean, that's cool for us. That's like, you know, that's like, you know, cold. <laughs> so, but it's like 90 underneath that, that tree, you guys, okay? That's what it means to flourish, though, okay? To be alive and not dead. To be full and not empty. And so when we trust in money, we're going to be empty, right? But when we trust in God, we will flourish. And one way that we trust in God is with our finances, right? By tithing and by giving, okay? So when you do, when you trust God in your finances by tithing and by giving, and and let me tell you, trust is trust. We all know what it means to trust. It means you just, you're just putting it all out there. You just go for it, you know? That's trust, you know? And and we've got to do that with God, with our finances. We just got to trust that, you know, when we tithe and when we give, He's going to take care of us no matter what. So don't trust in that paycheck. Don't trust in that job. Don't trust in that boss. Okay? Trust in our provider. Okay? Oh, but I forgot. Does everybody need, does anybody need an envelope? I'm so, so sorry. (laughs) Does anybody need an envelope? Anybody? Anybody? Okay. Jesse needs an envelope. (laughs) He's raising his hand. (laughs) I did mine before. I think some of us did ours beforehand. So with that... Since we're all good to go, we're going to go ahead and do the financial faith confession. All right. You guys ready for this? All right. Oh, yeah. Let's stand up. Thank you. <laughs> Every single time, I'm like, they're not going to ask me ever to do this again. <laughs> and they keep doing it. All right. As we bring the Lord's tithe and give offerings today, we believe we receive jobs or better jobs, promotions, raises, and bonuses. Estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, bills paid off, debts paid off, royalties received, blessings and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all my financial needs. Sorry, I have more. Give generously in the kingdom of God and promote the gospel, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So go ahead and bring up your tithes and offerings. And if you want to stay up here at the altar to praise and worship, let's do it. Don't be afraid to worship at the altar with us tonight. Let's all worship the Lord together. Come, let us worship our King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See what our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, 
You conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh God, you have done great things. Every storm, and you'll be faithful forevermore. You have done great things, and I know you will do it again. For your promise is yes and amen. You will do great things. God, you do great things. Oh, hero. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God, you have done great things. Hallelujah, God, above it all. Hallelujah, God, unshakable. Hallelujah, you have done great things. Hallelujah, God, above it all. Hallelujah, God, unshakable. Hallelujah, you done great things, you've done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God. You have done great things. Hallelujah, God, above it all. Hallelujah, God, unshakable. Hallelujah, you have done great things. Hallelujah, God, above it all. Hallelujah, God, unshakable. Hallelujah, you have done great things. You've done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. You free every captive and break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great we dance in your freedom, awake and alive. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God, you have done great things. You have done great things. 
God, you do great things.
have a church that lets us openly worship. Thank you for a city that's prospering, Lord. We thank you for Father God that the word tonight will be your word being spoken and not mine. We just thank you, Father God, for everybody who's listening online, everybody who will, who will want to listen and watch this later on, Lord, everybody who's here. We just ask that minds and hearts are open to receive and and just willingness to apply it to our lives lord and we just thank you father god thank you for this church thank you for our pastors and we just thank you just for the opportunity to come and openly worship in a great church and we just give you all the thanks and praise lord in jesus name we pray amen amen good job pastor josh we're, we're going to have to, like, pump up the level of, like, you know, enthusiasm in here because I'm not going to I'm not going to say we don't have a lot of people. I'm just going to say that, you know, this, there's just, you know, there's there's a few empty seats tonight, you know. But we got FPU next door, so that could be one thing. And the next thing, you know, maybe just people are just so worn out from Mrs. P's party this morning. Like, I don't know. But, hey, you know, we're here, you know. We party this morning too, but hey, we're not gonna, we're not gonna judge people, honey. We're not gonna do that. And just so you know, if you're in my line of sight, you're probably gonna get picked on a little bit if I know you personally. You know, Raymond is in the wrong spot. He's like in the splash zone at, at SeaWorld right now. I can't pick on my own kids and I certainly can't pick on my wife. But, for those of you who know, a lot of you here know me already, but for the, our friends online and whatnot, you can't hide, Raymond. I'm, I see you. You know? But my name is Lawrence Mata. I am usually in the back. I am the director of security here at Hyder's Word Center. So if you see me staring you down, don't take that bad. If you see me with no emotion on my face, don't take that as a bad thing. They hired me for a reason. Intimidation is the first thing for security. But I've been attending this church for about 14 years. Uh, obviously, you saw my wife, Leah. I got four kids. They're all here. And... And there we are, okay? That's, and I'm usually, you know, me and Pastor Josh always have this joke that he was the backup quarterback. You know, Pastor Dave is our starting quarterback. We have Pastor Bernie, he's the second string. Pastor Josh is third string. And 
I'm the water boy that got called up in an emergency. So here we are. So it was really cool this morning because Pastor Dave taught on, was touching on a subject that I was going to uh, talk about tonight. So before I give you the title, I have to ask you a, a riddle. Who likes riddles? Okay, nobody likes riddles, but that's okay because I'm going to say it anyway because I have the microphone and you don't. So riddle me this. What can only be given and never bought but is craved by sinners? Oh, the good one, huh? Anybody? Anybody? It's, it's participate, participation time. Anybody? Okay, oh, one more time for you, Jesus. What can only be given and never bought but is craved by sinners? Forgiveness. Thank you, guys. Jesus, you can go get your you get your gift from Chris in the back. All right. So it is forgiveness. Pastor Day was touching on forgiveness, and it really is cool because God put this on my heart one third through me prepping my other lesson. I was going to talk about something completely different, and then for some reason, verses about forgiveness kept popping up. And then, you know, I, if for those of you who have heard me teach before, it's always like, oh, this is my uh, ongoing series of preaching to myself. Well, you know what, this is kind of preaching to myself, but this is a lot of things we all struggle with, is forgiveness. And, yeah, I am preaching to myself, and a lot of stuff that I'm going to talk about tonight are things that I fumbled over in the past 44 years. Yeah, I know. I heard a gasp of, like, how can that youthful-looking guy be 44 years old? I know. But forgiveness, I'm not going to lie, forgiveness is tough. Forgiveness is tough, but at the same time, it's freeing. Because yes. imagine, like, you, you know, everybody has at some point in their lives has had some kind of, like, unforgiveness on their heart, some kind of grudge, some kind of, like, you know, uh, gosh, here comes that person again, or whatever it may be, you know. I'm going to stop saying, you know. Give me the dirty look, because that's my pet peeve. When I, I I don't do public speaking very often, and I say you know all the time. So I'm going to stop that. Call me out on it. But, like I said, it's freeing. From the most seasoned Christian to a born-again believer, forgiveness is needed. And it's not like, oh, okay, it's optional. It's not like, oh, okay, uh, you, you, you can slide by without it. I mean, you, obviously, scientifically, you don't need forgiveness to survive. But spiritually, you do. So that's why I said forgiveness is needed. So we're going to go back to basics, and we're going to talk about forgiveness. And I was struggling. Like, what do I call this? I was, you know, I was going to call it Forgiveness 101, and then I was going to think of a very offensive uh, title. I was going to call it Forgiveness for Dummies, you know. But I just call it Forgiveness for Beginners. So there we go. So we just, and just real quick, just Father God, just thank you once again. We thank you for open hearts, for open minds, and the just ability to apply this to our lives. And we just thank you in everything that you do, Lord. Thank you for your son, Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. So we're going to have a little quick rundown of what forgiveness is. So according to Webster's Dictionary, forgiveness is the pardon or remission of an offense or crime as the forgiveness of a sin or of injuries. So forgiveness, according to the Bible, is correctly understood, under, to understood, to understand God's promise not to count our sins against us. So God's 
not holding anything that we did for against us. I mean, of course, that doesn't let us slide and say, okay, well, you know what? He's not going to hold that against me because I did this or I told this little white lie. There's no white lie. The lie is a lie. But if you can't say, well, you know what? He's already going to forgive me because that's God, and that's what he's supposed to do. You know, you still got to ask for forgiveness. So that's his promise to us, that he's not going to count our sins against us because technically, who died for our sins, guys? That's right. Good job, front row. All right, Chris, we got another prize to get out of here. So the Greek translation of forgiveness is to let go. Now, I'm not going to break out into any song. Don't worry. But it literally means to let something go. And as uh, when a person does not demand payment for a debt. So that's like saying, okay, I'm going to do this for you. And I'm, okay, I'm going to call out my kids for just a second, okay? Yeah, I'm sorry. It's mostly, yeah, the, the guy in the red hat mostly does it. But he's like, hey, dad, if I do this for you, can I have a soda? Dad, if I do this for you, can I have an extra hour on my phone? Dad, if I do this, I'm like, well, why can't you just do it? Because you just want to do it. This part wasn't participation, but this part wasn't. <laughs> we know why. But it's to just let things go. It's, you know, and it's hard. That's hard. It's like, that's three little itty bitty tiny words and it's so hard to do. I mean, I ain't gonna lie. For a long time, I had a lot of unforgiveness in my heart. And things suffered because of it. And I'll probably go on a bunny trail later on. But let's go to Mark 11.25. And tonight, I'm gonna be going out of the New Living Translation for everything. So, there you go, Doug. New Living Translation, Mark eleven twenty five. Woo. You ever been to the tiki room at Disneyland? You know, where you hear like the little birds? And like, there's nothing amazing about that room except you just hear little birds. That's a, I never figured out what those whistles reminded me of, and now I do. So thank you guys. God bless you. So Mark eleven twenty five says, but when you are praying, first forgive anyone you're holding a grudge against, so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. So the God in the Bible is always showing us, like, okay, this will happen, but you got to do this first. You know, like James uh, four seven says, submit yourselves to God. And then resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So you have to do step one and then near step two. Step one is before you pray, forgive. So this includes forgetting everyone, every time, of everything. And I'm, I'm sure there's somebody either here or online like, every time? For everything? Everyone. Ooh, really? You gotta be everyone? But you gotta understand this, that when you are forgiving, you're committing an act of obedience. And it's gratefulness being shown to God. I mean, just imagine that. Like, all you're doing is like, okay, I'm, let's go right back to that translation in the Greek. It's like, okay, I'm letting it go. And since you're letting it go, all these things are going to be, like, added to your life. Your prayer is going to be able to go through. 
You know, imagine your unforgiveness is just like how I'm trying to put it into like a, 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 a an illustration. It's like, okay, like radar jamming, you know, like you, know, you watch war movies, Star Trek, whatever, you know, let's jam the radar. Your unforgiveness is jamming that radar. But when you do forgive and you let things go, boom, it's a clear connection. Oh, hot mic. You know, forgiveness acknowledges, this is a good one, I, 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 this is one I love. Forgiveness acknowledges the sacrifice God made through his son Jesus, who died to restore the relationship between God and man. Just like, you know, we have baptisms every once in a while. And I'll guarantee you this, you're no more holy coming out of that water than you were going in. I guarantee it. There's nothing that magically happens. No little sparkles happen in the air. You know, there's not a light in the background. And like, you know, you're shedding some kind of like literal skin of sin. Nothing like that happens. It's just an outward expression of what's already going on in your heart. So when we're acknowledging, when we're forgiving, when we're showing forgiveness, we're just acknowledging the fact of what God did for us. You know, what... Jesus did for us. He sacrificed his life for our sins. You know, this was like thousands of years ago, forgiving your sin of today. That, I mean, that, that, that blows my mind, you know, that we're, I'm forgiven for all the, the bad stuff I've done, and I had my fair share of bad stuff that I've done. God sent his son to die thousands of years ago for those things that I did. That's great. I mean, I don't know. That's awesome. So that's a quick refresher of what forgiveness is. It's acknowledgement, it's obedience, and it's letting things go. So this part is a little bit longer. Like that was like a short little five-minute part right there. So now that we have the refresher on what forgiveness is, what do you think we're going to talk about next? Okay, you, you had your chance, Scott. You were on a roll for a while, but we're going to talk about what forgiveness is not. Ooh. So forgiveness is not a feeling. Let's go to Jeremiah 17.9. Jeremiah 17.9. Good job, Raymond. I was hearing a rogue whistle. Jeremiah 17.9. You had your chance, guys. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? You know what that's telling us right there? That's telling us don't trust your flesh. Because if you're saying, well, you know what, I'm not ready to forgive you right now. Or, I don't feel like forgiving that person. Now, what if Jesus said that? I'm really not ready to die for all these people's sins. I'm not feeling like I want to die for these people's sins. I mean, I didn't do it. I mean, it's not a feeling. You, you're not going to have like a state of mind like, okay, all right. Oh, hot mic again. I'm ready to forgive you now. 
you know, you're acting like you're high and mighty. Like, okay, I shall forgive you now. You've been pardoned, Rylan, for not cleaning your room. And it happens a lot. Him not cleaning his room. I'm not that I don't forgive. I called him out, but that's okay. America, he's a great kid. He just doesn't keep his room clean. But it, that's awesome. It's telling us we can't trust our own flesh. All right? You can't wait for that perfect timing. Because you're never, it's never going to happen. I mean, you might give in eventually. You might say like, okay, well, you know, it's been 20 years. I haven't talked to my brother in 15 years, 20 years, and now I'm going to, I'm going to forgive him. It's been long enough. I've made him suffer long enough. I feel like today's a good day. I've had my coffee and I've got exercise in and, you know, my favorite show was on TV. I'm ready to forgive this person. It's, it's never going to happen. If you're waiting for that time, it's never going to happen. If, you know, if we wait around to feel like forgiving a deep hurt, those feelings, like I said, might never come. And it's not like dismissing your hurt. It's not saying, well, you know what? fill in the blank, happened. And no matter how horrible it might have been, no matter how wrong you may have been, no matter what may have happened to you, it might be pretty bad. But it's not saying, okay, well, you know what, now uh, I'm just waiting for that feeling, to feel like I forgive this person. Because it might not never come. Feelings are very unreliable guides. Because that's what, the, that's what Jeremiah is telling us right there. They're just unreliable. You can't trust your feelings. That's why, like, you know, like the, the old saying of, like, you know, the honeymoon is over. Because, you know, when you're going off of endorphins of, like, meeting someone that you love, once that feeling's gone, then what are you left with? Yeah. You know? I've been with my wife. You know, I've been married to her for 20 years. And it's, it's not, yeah, thank you. It's all me. Hold on, just one second. But if we, I, I'm telling you, and here's another, I'll leave a room for an audible gasp, but I'm not the easiest person to live with. I know. I know, right? I'm looking at you, America, in the, I know, right? How could a guy with that awesome of a beard not be easy to live with? But there, there are times where, where I'm not the easiest to live with. And do you think that if we, me and Leah, based everything off of our feelings, that we'd still be together? Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm telling you, that is a patient, loving, and forgiving woman right there in the front row. Yeah, there. <laughs> Thank you. But don't wait on your feelings to shift before you make a decision to forgive. I am always like, when it comes to asking for forgiveness, it's, I'll, I'll tell you, the easiest one to ask for forgiveness for is obviously my wife. You know, we've been together for 23 years. I know her. She knows me. That's easy. But like, if I've wronged, just say someone from the church or somebody at work or whatever, you know, fill in the blank. I usually dive in and ask for forgiveness really, really quick. Before I let that feeling of, you know what, that person wronged me. Oh, they did this to me. I usually just say I'm sorry, and I just, as I always say, you know, I just leave the ball in their court. You know, I've said, hey, I'm sorry I did this to you. I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I offended you. I'm apologizing, and 
There it is. But as you bring your hurt to God, I guarantee you those feelings will change. So if you're basing everything off of feelings, then give it up to God, and I guarantee you those feelings will change each and every time. If you have to go into your own personal closet, if you have to go to a friend, a spouse, you know, significant other, uh, your pastors, someone from this church, go to somebody and talk to them, pray with them, pray by yourself, but pray to God and give that hurt up to him first. Because I guarantee you, you'll do what I do and just like, just do it before you even think about it. You know, it's like, I, sometimes I dread public speaking. I dread the little camera right there. I dread you guys looking at me, hanging on a word. For, and it's like, but you, I just do it, and you get it done, and before you know it, it's, it's, you've made a difference in someone's life, hopefully. But, but bring your hurt to God, and I guarantee your feelings will change. Something else forgiveness is not, it's not healing everything in one single moment. Okay? It, you're not going to be able to say, okay, I forgive you, and then you're just like waiting. You're like, okay, where's my healing? Come on. Why am I not feeling better? It's been 30 seconds now, and I text this person, hey, I'm sorry. Let's go to Psalms 147, verse 3. 147, verse 3. It says, he heals the brokenhearted and bandaged their wounds. So, like I was saying, when, a, uh, when an event, when a painful event of the past still stings, sometimes we tend to think that we haven't forgiven that person. Because that's what we, we're, we're just, you know, like you're, you're putting too, in, too much into and thinking everything is going to be done and over with, wiped clean in one second. You might still feel a sting. Your brain might take you back to that moment. Some thing, I don't know, a movie, a song, a certain thing might just trigger something and you might feel that way all over again. There are certain things that, that, it has nothing to do with unforgiveness, but I'll just give you a, a little little example of like things recalling memory. Now, there's this song that I heard when I was 14, and I was in a really bad car accident, and it really messed up my back. And every time, it like, it, it was a scary moment for me in my life because I was trapped in the car. It was really bad. But when I hear that song, it used to just—it was like I, I swear I know what post-traumatic stress is because when I heard that song, it took me back to that day. Always. And when I heard that song the other day, it took me back there for a split second. So, you know, like I've gotten through that. But that's what it might happen. You, something might trigger you, and you might go back to that painful event in your life. And you might think like, well, I asked for forgiveness, and why isn't that healed? I'm going to tell you why. Well, we make the choice to forgive. It doesn't mean we instantly feel better. But healing is best done with our Heavenly Father. So he's going to walk us through it. If you gave him the hurt in the first place, he's going to walk you through it, that healing process. But know this, forgiveness is necessary, is a necessary ingredient in the healing process. You're never going to start. It's never going to get better. You know, sometimes, you know, 
if you don't see that person anymore or if you don't go to that part of town anymore or if you don't hang out with these people anymore. It, it might kind of like temporarily mask that feeling of hurt and unforgiveness, but it's a necessary ingredient for the healing process. To truly heal for something, you have to forgive. Because without forgiveness, bitterness and resentment are going to take root. And trust me, when you let things take root, it's so hard to like prune it off later on in life. And that, and it just, it sucks because you go back to that old thing of like, you know what, I'm not going to forgive this person because they didn't say hi to me. Or I'm not going to forgive this person because they said this to my spouse. Or I'm not going to forgive this person because they act like this all the time. And I'm not going to forgive this person because they did that. And trust me, people do some like messed up stuff sometimes. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that, that you know, just forgive that person because they're great, you know. People do messed up stuff, but you have to forgive them. Because when you let that, that bitterness and resentment is, are just too really, I was going to say the C word, but I can't say that. Just really just messed up things. <laughs> but I'll tell you this, not only will it take root, it will slow and possibly even stop the healing when you let bitterness and resentment take root. It'll stop that healing, I'm telling you. You're not going to make any progress with anything. You're not going to have any kind of moment of clarity. You're not going to feel better about yourself until you, it's like forgiveness is like the the weed eater, the root killer. You're going to forget all about it. Those roots are going to dwindle and die away once you forgive. And here's something that Pastor Dave taught about recently maybe like four months ago, something like that. And he's talked about it a few more times since then. But this is another part is what forgiveness is not. Forgiveness is not the same as trust. That was like a moment of clarity for me when Pastor Dave was teaching about just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you need to trust them anymore. And it's not saying that you can never trust them again. I'm just saying that it's not the same. The Bible clearly Commands, though, that we forgive. And that command comes in Colossians 3.13. Let's turn to Colossians 3.13. I'm just like looking for a bird to fly through. Colossians 3.13 says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Now, that's a command, right? He said you must forgive others. He didn't say if you feel like forgiving others, right? He didn't say if you feel like it. He didn't say if that person is deemed worthy of your forgiveness. He said you must forgive others because the Lord forgave us. Forgiveness must be offered unconditionally and regardless of the offender's response. Now, that sucks right there because you might not get the reaction that you want when you say, you know what, hey, forgive me. I did this to you. I am so sorry. I was messed up for doing that to you. I hurt you very badly. And then you get, like, no response. 
it's not going to happen. It's not, you're, you, you might not you get the response you want, but it's still required. This means that we have to forgive with or without an apology. We have to forgive with or without evidence of change. So if you, if you're expecting like, you know, just like this moment of where like you're going to hear this like movie music and you guys are just going to like hug it out and we're best friends and like, you know, let's go. Hey, you know, arm in arm, skipping out the door. It, it probably won't happen like that. And I've learned that because I've held like high expectations of like, well, I said I was sorry to them. It just doesn't come out the way you want it to sometimes. You're not going to see an evidence of change right away. And like Pastor always says this, uh, Pastor Dave always says this about when it, uh, concerning your uh, tithes and your finances. He said, like, if you spent 28 years spending your money like an idiot, you can't expect it to be fixed in one day. So, I mean, if you've been acting, you offended somebody... And instead of asking for forgiveness or you just let it go on for years and years and years, well, you can't just expect to be like, you know what, Raymond, I'm sorry. I've been a jerk for you for 25 years, and I've always made fun of the Detroit Lions. Will you please forgive me? (laughs) But if he didn't, he said, yes, Lord, you guys didn't pick that up. But even if he didn't, I shouldn't, like, put those high expectations on him. And I just, he's not required just to be like, you know what, brother? I'm sorry too. I'm sorry and I'm I'm going to be a Denver Broncos fan from now on and cue music and we're going to cry and we're going to go sip some tea and you know skip out the door. No, that probably won't happen. It it really probably won't happen. I'll tell you that right now. I won't forgive you for liking the Detroit Lions, Raymond. Or the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Sorry, I had to put it out there. It's unconditionally, like I said. Trust is it's different. Trust is solely based on the tangible evidence of change. Or forgiveness, sometimes based on the tangible evidence of change. In other words, trust is totally conditional. Trust, there's like parameters to it. You're okay, you have to meet this certain type of thing and I'm going to trust you now you know I've been to counselors and stuff in my life and they describe uh, trust as like a bank and sometimes when you uh, break someone's trust it's emptying out that bank like a piggy bank everybody picture a piggy bank and you have all this money into it you've been saving for years all your change is in there and you just do something to break someone's trust well then boom all the empty, it, the piggy bank is empty now. I, I was, these guys were like doing the visual for me. I was like, oh yeah, I should have had them up here, but it's emptied out. So it, it's, but what's going to happen if you break someone's trust and then like, okay, I'm, you know, I forgive you. That that money is just not just going to flow right back in, right? You're going to have to put it in, one coin at a time, one coin at a time. The, uh, condition, the condition is tangible evidence of repentance and transformation. Now, that's the parameters of, like, trust. It's like, okay, you know, I've changed. You know, I'm a different person now than I was when I was 28 years old. 
I'm a different person than when I was 38 years old. So I'm a different person now. I'll be a different person when I'm 54 years old. I don't know why I started going by 10s and then I went to from 38 to 44. But anyways, you get what I'm saying. We mix up all the time trust and forgiveness. We put ourselves in an awkward position when we do that. Because we, there's a high risk of getting hurt again. When you're interchanging the two of forgiveness and trust, you will leave yourself open. So me and Leah always like exchange like uh, YouTube videos of like preachers and and we talk about what we heard that morning or whatever. And Leah was telling me about something about uh, something she heard about talking about like like levels of trust. Picture you had levels of trust like one through ten. Okay, and someone you had them on level ten trust. But maybe you should have only had them like on level one trust. Sometimes people are, you know, they're not at level 10 just yet. And sometimes if you've been hurt by somebody, you can't be like, okay, well, you know what? He asked for forgiveness. He hurt me. He was at level 1, and he said he's sorry. So now I'm going to, boom, he's back at 10. No, sometimes you're going to have to work your way up at the levels. Because we do have, we can't deny that we're human, right? We can't deny that that. We don't have feelings. We're not robots. We're, we're not just going to be like, okay, you've wronged me. I forgive you. It's about putting, giving someone that if they're at level two, you give them a level two trust. If you, if, if, but you can't like always expect that person to hurt you. And if somebody does sometimes do things to hurt you, well then, if you're expect, if you know that that's how they are, you can forgive them. You just won't trust them. I even I even heard uh, you know I'm not going to say who it is. I'm not even going to say what they do. But I heard I watched a YouTube video once, and they asked this dude, you know, uh, do people disappoint you? And he was like, no. And the interviewer's like, why? That you know that's weird. How, you know, you're a pretty famous guy, and no one ever disappoints you. He's like, no, because. If I know how a person is, I sometimes know what to expect out of them. So if I expect them to act a certain way, how can I be disappointed in them if I know that's how they're going to act? If they've always acted this way and they've always did this, then how can I be disappointed by them? How can I be mis- have mistrust toward them? I've always had them at like level one, basically, is what he's saying. You don't give that person that's been hurting you level 10 access. You really can't. Just like when me and Leah had some really rough times in our marriage at the beginning, you know, it would be it would be foolish of her to have given me that level ten trust the day after I said I'm sorry, I, we forgive me. All right, here we are, boom, we're back in level. T- that would that's it's crazy. So most importantly, we need to know that trust can be repaired. After forgiveness has taken place. So I know I was kind of maybe waning towards like, you know, hey, you're never going to trust somebody. If they hurt you and you forgive them, just don't trust them ever. 
that's part of the healing process, right? And we said that if you, forgiveness is the main ingredient in the healing process. So it can be repaired. You can fill the piggy bank up again. There's the piggy bank. Come on, guys. You to, no? Okay. No, we're putting the piggy bank money back in. It can be filled again. You, Someone who was at a level one can be at a level ten again. But sometimes... Ram, can you get off your phone? He's taking phone calls during church. Come on. I forgive you, Raymond, for taking calls during church. Awkward. Call them out in front of everybody. You are so lucky Mrs. P is not here. But I am going to wrap things up. I just wanted you to know that that trust can be repaired. Things will get better if someone's hurt you, but you have to forgive them. There are so many, like, it's just like, I I think I referred to it one time, long ago, as like a blessing blocker. There's like certain blessing blockers that you have in life. And unforgiveness is one of those blessing blockers. Like, how can you possibly expect, like, God to, like, forgive you if you're not going to forgive someone else? How can you expect God to to bless your life if you're not even willing to do the very least and forgive someone else? I've been hurt before. And I've been had my trust compromised before by people. And I, it, it took me a while to like get through that, realizing that, you know, like, anybody ever heard the old saying is that, like, sometimes, you know, when you're holding a grudge or holding on to unforgiveness, it's like you taking the poison, expecting the other person to be affected by it? I guarantee you, maybe 50% of the time, if you're mad at somebody, I would almost guarantee they probably don't even know. Like, I guarantee, and I'm not saying I'm stupid. I'm just saying that probably 99% of the time, if you hold a grudge against me and you're mad at me, more than likely I don't even know. Because I'm just, I'm not thinking about it. You know, there's this meme, I love it, It makes me laugh every time I uh, look at it. You know, it's like, it's showing this guy, like, it's almost like our, the, the logo. He's putting up his arms and he's saying, Lord, pray for all my haters. And then the next line, it's God talking. Ain't nobody thinking about you. <laughs> I mean, am I, you know, it's like, if you're, if you're holding some kind of like unforgiveness in your heart towards this person, do you honestly thinking like, oh man, I really hope Norma forgave me. I really hope she's over it. I know she don't because she's from Yermo and she's a little weird. She's Yermo. I'm, I know. See, Leah feels bad for you because you live in Yermo. But we love you, Yermo peep. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just, See, do you forgive me? See, what Norma did is we started the healing process. <laughs> Amen. But you, you just have to know that it's not gonna, it's not an easy thing. And I might suggest that you dive into it like I do. Before you think about it. Like, or how does, I, I can't remember, I think Joyce Myers like put it to where like, you know, sometimes you'll talk yourself out of doing something. If you think about it for so long and you're like, you know, sometimes, you know, that's why like all the time pastor and pastor Dave are always saying like, if, if someone pops into your head, you should pray for them. You should just do it right then and there and don't hesitate. Let me tell you a story about that real quick because it's kind of a cool story. So if you know me, I, I, I like going to thrift stores. I like finding that bargain, you know, bargain. 
here, boom, $2. Bam. <laughs> but anyways, so there was this new guy in my shop, and he likes the Chicago Bears. And I forgave him right off the bat. I'm like, you like the Chicago Bears. I forgive you. <laughs> but I was at the thrift store, and I seen, like, this little picture frame thing. And it was Chicago Bears. And I was like, you know what? I should get it for that guy. And then I was like, wait, he, he's new at the shop. And, you know, would it be weird if, like, if, if I just bought him something right away? And I'm like, I don't know. Anyways, long story short, I talked myself out of it. And then the next week when I went back to the thrift store, I seen it again. And I was like, I should probably get it for that guy. But then I talked myself out of it again. So then that next week, I was like, this is the week. Okay, I'm going to go get it for him. And it wasn't there. And I kind of felt bad. I was like, dang it, I just missed an opportunity. So I was paying for my stuff. And then I see it right there behind the cash register. And I'm like, oh, let me get that, that Chicago Bears thing. And I was able to give it that guy, and I even told him the story. I was like, I've seen it, and, you know, God put it in my heart to give it to you, and I just kept talking myself out of it, talking myself out of it. Now me and this guy are really cool, and turns out we have a lot in common, you know, so on and so forth and what have you. But it, it sometimes we do that to ourselves. We'll talk ourselves out of praying. We'll talk ourselves out of praying for someone. Like, you know, um, just before service started, Chris prayed for me. I don't know why, but I'm glad he did. And what would have happened, you know, like, it was on his heart to pray for me, and he prayed for me. One thing, too, I'll tell you, this, these are like bunny trails all over the place, but I'll say this one thing. Like, if someone says, you know, like, hey, you know, I, I have this situation going on in my life, and, and will you pray for me? Don't just say, yeah, I'll pray for you, and then just go off in your merry way. Pray for them. Even if it's on text, if even if someone's texting you and saying like, you know, hey, Lawrence, or fill in your name, you know your name, what it is. If they text you and they say, hey, this is going on in my life and can you pray for me? Don't just say, yes, I will, and then go on with your life. Stop. Pray for them. And then put prayed. <laughs> I mean, if you, if you want to write out your text, that's up to you. I mean, Leah loves doing that. Love. <laughs> Wait, do you write prayer or do you write out your prayer? I'm just curious. This is a real question. Do you write out your prayer? When someone asks you to pray for them, do you write it out or do you just put prayed? Well, I stop and I pray and then I put on there, pray, you know, pray for you. Yeah. There you go. Straight from Leah's mouth right there. How would you like that? See, that's how it works for 20 years of marriage. I just We just stopped church service and I had a conversation with her. Anyways, but don't... I was saying all those things to say this, to like, you know, kind of like go full full circle again of saying that if you wait for you to feel like you want to forgive, if you wait to for that feeling of you want to forgive, it's never going to come. I guarantee it. I'll, I can't stress that enough. As much as I act like a goofball up here, I am being totally serious. This is my serious face. It will never come. If you wait to forgive somebody, if you wait to feel like that feeling... If you have that, you know, if you think like, well, I didn't do anything wrong, that's even worse. That you should do something about it right then and there. Because if you have that feeling, well, it's not my fault. You know, it's not my fault. Summer's the one that said that to me. Whoa, whoa, okay. All right, pastors, if you are watching, Summer needs help ASAP. All right, let's, let's tie out on the birthday party and give her a little call. Summer crank. 
right? <laughs> See, I told you, you, you should have been over somewhere else. I haven't even talked about Rosalinda or Jamie once. They're in this perfect zone. They're out of the splash zone. But to sum everything up, guys, I know I'm just rambling and going on bunny trails, but to wrap things up, choosing to step forward in forgiveness will not heal hurt instantly, but God can heal the brokenhearted. Okay? That's his promise. He tells you he came for to bandage those wounds. He came for your broken heart. You know, so don't ever let anybody tell you any different. You know, this is the place to be. If you are brokenhearted, come to church. You know, if you... If that's why so many times, like, you know, when people say, like, I'm not going to church, it's going to burn down. And, well, you know, they don't build hospitals for, for healthy people, right? You ever hear somebody be like, you know what? I'm feeling great today. I think I'm going to go to the emergency room. <laughs> so if you are brokenhearted, come in here. If you don't know how to forgive, then just get on your knees and pray. And sometimes, you know, you, you can be a typical dude. And you can just be like, you know what? Hey, Raymond, the thing I said about the Detroit Lions. All right, dude. I just asked for forgiveness in two little nudges. But am I right? Am I right? Men, am I right? Sometimes we don't say, hey, bro, I'm so sorry I hurt you that day. But sometimes it's like, hey, we cool? All right. Boom. All right. So that was it. That was it, guys. Let's uh, stand up. Let's uh I'm sorry, Raymond. You were in the splash zone, brother. I'm sorry. So uh, Leah's going to come up here, and uh, we're going to pray. If you need prayer, uh, Alex is going to play some tasty worship tunes. And hey, if you need prayer or help for forgiveness or anything else, come up here. Tasty tunes.
came in. Okay, well, who had a good time? Who? All right. Oh, okay, Jamie. Jamie's acting weird, guys. Let's go. It's time. So, we're gonna hope we're gonna close out in uh, prayer, and then we'll do the. Wait, do we do do the? Do we do that first, or do we pray first? Okay, let's pray for. I'm sorry, guys. It is totally different up here because I've been at this church for almost 15 years, and you know the flow of service when you're sitting back there. But when you're up here, you're like, wait, let's go. Okay, so close out in prayer, and then we'll do the financial or the the Barstow. We're not going to pull a Pastor Dave. So, Barstow faith confession. All right, Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for just your word, Lord. We thank you for your word, and. We, we thank you for the, just letting people hear what you had in store for them, Lord. We pray that, that if it's not meant for them, that they carry it on to the person that needs it. That whoever online that hears this word, we just pray for them, Lord. We pray for all the ones that are not here tonight, whether they're uh, you know receiving a healing or at work or whatever they may be, Lord. We just pray that you guide them back home. We ask you that everybody comes back safely on uh, Wednesday night. And we just thank you, Father God, once again, for just hiding as a word center, for our pastors, for sending your son Jesus to die for us, and for your forgiveness, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, any volunteers for the Barstow Faith Confession? Uh, no, let's, uh, let's, anybody but? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to do it? Okay. All right, homie. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Favorite or is that nepotism? Up there. You know it? Okay. Oh, he can't read. What am I saying? He can't read. <laughs> we declare. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is saved. In Jesus' name, amen. See you Wednesday. have